1: Centrally located Toronto seniors' residence is the latest victim of the city's real estate boom. A hundred and fifty residents at Davenhill Senior Living, a not-for-profit assisted living home in Rosedale, just found out the building has been sold, which means they need to get out and find new homes by the end of the year. A Davenhill spokesperson said the facility regrets. The challenges of the impending move, but they decided to go ahead with this before they were forced to. And the building was sold to a numbered company owned by a real estate lawyer linked to developers, which has Area residents worried that this will end up as yet another condo project. Meanwhile, one of the biggest issues is that Davenhill is one of the fewer low cost nonprofit retire homes in the city, and it will be exceedingly hard for the residents to find something that is equally affordable altogether. This has a potentially devastating effect on the elderly residents, including Anne Washington, who joins me now along with her daughter, Catherine. Naismith. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Hi, thanks. And uh, so tell us your story. Um, How old are you? You moved in quite recently and now you're facing another move. I'm 86. I will be 87 in August. Uh, Happy birthday in advance. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not
2: getting younger.
1: Okay. None of us are. (laughs) So, uh, how long have you been there and and how hard was it to find the right place?
2: Well, I had been in my apartment for almost 40 years and, you know, was settled after frequent moves in my younger days. And I quite enjoyed that. However, uh, I had taken a fall and I hadn't had any injuries, but my. My kids were worried that I would fall again and this could be devastating. And they're probably right. Anyway, my daughter arranged for me to move in here, and which I did about six or seven weeks ago.
1: That's all. So now you have to find another place?
2: Right. And this has been absolutely perfect for, for what I need. You know, it's financially manageable, and there's a... You know, a fair number of services, and I could always get other services that as needed. And so, you know, like uh, I, I opted to just get my dinner. I make my own breakfast and lunch, but uh, I get my dinner with the in, in the package, and uh, you know, it's it's very pleasant. It's within walking distance of a number of shops, including the, the ones below the Hudson Bay Center down here, and uh, there's hardly anything that I couldn't get, at least, you know, by, by walking to it, and if there was, I could take a cab, and it's not that bad. Most of my medical stuff is at Sunnybrook, which I do take cabs to, but, uh, you know, it's, it's very upsetting to have to rearrange everything. <laughs> Well, and, and
1: uh, I don't think it's going to be that easy. You bring up a very good point that you can be part of the community because you are right. I mean, the location is amazing. I know it well. It's at Young and Davenport. Catherine Naismith, uh, I I gather that you are instrumental in helping your mom find this place. Oh, yes. How, how hard was that, and, and what are your issues with this? Well, there's a whole lot of, of, of questions for me in this. It was very hard to
3: find the right place for my mother. We, we looked at a number of places. Every time we would go out, you know, it's a big production to, to, to take mom to one of these places, go through the interview process, fill in application forms, and find a place that's going to be the right fit. And all of this, you know, it, and for, for, for mom to take the decision that this is a move she needed to make, that took a good year of, of you know, of family discussions and, you know, it's very, very stressful, and she's left a rent-controlled, secure apartment because she needed. She knew she needed a little bit more support than she was getting. No one, when you sign onto a seniors' living arrangement, you don't expect it to, to end in two months. So, I mean, my questions of the board are: What on earth? If you, if you were, if the, if the institution was in trouble, what were you doing? Not signing leases with new tenants. My mother is is, is a num- member of a number of of tenants who have recently moved in and are facing this, you know, this re- very stressful disruption in their lives that they've just been through. There are, there are residents who are 97, 96. there are memory care patients. This is this is a health care issue as 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 much as it's a housing issue.
1: Well, uh, and you were saying that that this, and it's clear from the statement uh, by the board that that this place was in financial difficulty, and I'm kind of scratching my head. If it's an affordable place, right uh, in a perfect location in Toronto, how could that even be? I can't comment on that. I have no idea. I mean, it, we just we
3: when we when we went in there, we just fell in love with the place, and and we just knew within a a few minutes of being in the, in the building with, with the, you know, the sales manager, marketing manager, who's just a, his 98 his year old mother was a resident in the building. I mean, that speaks volumes for, for the kind of place it is. Um, so so sorry, you've so, been, so, so I, I, I can't understand that, that. I mean, what I was told last night by a, by a, a board member who contacted me, just reached out to, to share, you know, what what he could that, he said they've been running deficits for years. Um, they're struggling with changing building standards, uh, you know. That has resulted in a number of expenses, and they have a, you know, a high vacancy rate. Which I just the vacancy rate thing, I just can't believe. Uh, I mean, I have nothing but good things to say about it, and I'm sure everybody else who's there says the same thing. I, you know, the food is the food is. Better than Belmont House down the road, which is twice
1: the price. Uh, before we uh, let you go, I mean, you've you've recently been looking around. How difficult do you think it's going to be to find another place for approximately the same amount of money with the same services?
3: I I can't answer that question. I mean, my, my the first forays back into the is, into the market aren't promising. But more more, of the, I mean, the money you know, the family can pool their resources and maybe find some extra money but i mean the amenity the the kind of culture of the building the, the respect for the residents. my mother says that nobody calls you deary that means a lot to people amen, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> amen <laughs> it, to that you know the the there's it's it, it's just the culture of the place is so lovely it's just tragic and i you know i just can't imagine i mean I, my sense is that the, the that this has taken everybody, the councilor, the politicians, everybody, off guard. If this was coming up, why wasn't there more calls for help and and, and you know to find a solution to keep to keep people in their homes before before the, the board decides that they're just they're just getting out.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to quickly bring in Councilor Mike Layton. Hi, Councilor Hi, Leighton. Hi. Hi. So is there anything that can be done about this from your point of view?
4: well on the city side it's not clear that there is anything we can do there they they operate under um the two provincial acts and so they're not there there's no relationship with the city in that regard now we have tried to do once an application comes in for some kind of redevelopment a major uh, a major overhaul of the building that's when the city can typically be engaged but so long as they're uh, that that they're following their responsibilities under the uh the the uh, Residential Tenancies Act and the long term uh, long term care home and homes Act then there's, there's really not a role for the city. Having said that, uh, we have notified our long-term care staff, who the city does operate kind of a handful of, uh, of, of long-term care facilities, so not, really, not the same type of facility, but really for people that need a high level of care, uh, which some of the residents would. Uh, we've notified them and, and had them reach out to the operator and to the people that are doing the relocation effort, or that are, have been hired to do the relocation effort, so that they so that they know there's an option there. It might not be the right fit for many of the residents, but we want to make sure we're offering what we can. Now, on the other side is we should be doing more. Like you know, we don't want to be putting people through this. When we have people living in uh, single room occupancy rooming houses, we have improved our policies at the city to ensure that if a developer comes in and tries to replace uh, a single room occupancy with some with some high end expensive luxury. Uh, condominium that they have to replace those units. They have to replace those low-income units. Now,
1: interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm just. Uh, I I also want to get to lease eleven in a moment, uh, but I would think there's something that you could do with zoning. No.
4: Well, we don't active we 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 respond to 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 rezoning applications as they come in, and so if they were to come in to try to rezone the property um, or to redevelop on the property, then we would have an option. But we don't have a uh, a rezoning application in front of us, so we're not able to really execute what we normally would with residential uh, rental units of low that that are comparably lower income, which is try to ensure that there's a relocation package available. And there's a right of return that might not be possible in this case or even something that's desirable in this case because people would be moved out uh, for for, for a time. But that's if a residential, uh, if a redevelopment application is in front of us and there is not at this time.
1: I'd like to bring in Lisa Levin, the CEO of Advantage Ontario. And uh, Lisa, thanks for joining us first. You're welcome, Libby. So what are we losing here and what it was it what is it going to be like to find a comparable accommodation? There's a
5: real gap in our system in Ontario in terms of supporting seniors because you either have to go into a long term care home, which is typically government subsidized and fairly institutional, or you stay at home with home care and there's often not enough or especially if it's publicly funded um, and you can't afford your own, or you go into retirement housing, which is what we're talking about here. I believe that Daven Hill is a retirement home, uh, which is nonprofit, but you know pretty much privately run with no government assistance whatsoever. And most retirement homes are prohibitively expensive for seniors. Rents typically start at around 4500 a month for a very small room, whereas Daven Hill was very affordable. So uh, the problem is, is that we need to build up more capacity in our system to have more alternatives
1: for seniors who don't, who aren't ready to go into long term care, but who don't have enough support at home. And uh, do you think that such a thing exists, uh, e- even anywhere around this area, an affordable seniors' residence?
5: Well, what exists is something called assisted living or supportive housing, and. What that is, is it, people can stay living in their own homes and they have wraparound support with personal support workers, some nursing and other supports, some recreation, and
4: in a minutes, uh, will oh,
5: uh,
1: Okay, I think, yeah, that's a little bit of interference there. So, okay, um, so
5: we need to have more of those housing models and the last government didn't provide any new funding for it. This government is talking about it, and it's very encouraging, because we need to do that. In the case of uh, Ms. Washington, she, it sounds like she could have stayed in her rent
1: control apartment if she had more support. Um, and Washington, uh, what do you propose to do now?
2: I don't rightly know. Um, my I know my daughter is doing a lot of research and trying to locate someplace that... Uh, you know will be manageable financially and will have at least a reasonable level of staff to to uh, to do whatever is needed now i I'm healthy enough that the only assistance that I've required is a nurse that comes in and and deals with a skin problem that I have and uh, so far, that has been all of the uh, the medical assistance that I've needed. But I'm not getting younger and, and it's quite conceivable that I would deteriorate and especially if I if I have to move from here where I'm comfortable into something else. And heaven only knows what that will be. You know, who, who knows what that will do to my very general health and to my you know, like I I figure I've kept my sense of humor so far but this is eating away at the edges of that, and I, you know, like I figure, if I lose my sense of humor, I might as well get into a box and get buried. Well, well, uh, I,
1: I, I hope that you are are able to keep uh, your wonderful attitude up. Are, are you sorry that you gave up your apartment?
2: I wasn't until this started, and and now you know, like I, I. Having done all of the the you know the shifting that needed to be done, and I didn't do it; the kids did it for me. But it you know, like sorting out what I could take with me, what would fit in here, and and all of that sort of thing. And what did I have to leave? And and. You know, that, that, we we threw out an awful lot of stuff. I think one of the tenants in the building actually acquired a house full of furniture, <laughs> but, but because every time they took something down to the street for disposal, it disappeared within ten minutes. Well, that's 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 good.
1: Uh, we're running out of time, so uh, Lisa Levin, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I think that this really calls for the need for a broader range of
5: housing options for seniors in Toronto and in the whole province, so that they're not left to, you know, the mercy of homes that may be having issues of financial issues, or maybe in some cases where a home just chooses to sell because it's not profitable. And with the, you know, real estate market being the way it is in Toronto. So
1: we really need to have other options out there. And Councillor Mike Layton, what would you like to leave us with?
4: Well look, it's, this is happening all over the city to people from every background and every age group and every economic position. And if we continue down this path, more people are gonna be facing, uh, what Ms. Washington is facing. Uh, we, like it's been said, we need more housing options, we need more supports going to those who need it. And in this case, uh, and in many cases, we need to change the structure so making money off housing isn't the only motivator for people. Uh, we, we need to get away from that model or we're only going to see it happen more and more and, and housing go to the highest bidder.
1: Okay. Uh, we're basically out of time. This is a really important story. We are definitely going to be following up on it in the days and weeks ahead. Uh, thank you so much, Anne Washington, for sharing your story. And thank you to Lisa Levin and Counselor Mike Layton.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.